It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Welcome to a time when faith and life connect here on Rise FM and on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. I'm Scott here with Tom from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. The king of the cranium remains laid up this week. Uh, Tom broke his hip. You're going to hear some different sounds this week again as Tom continues to heal and, and you want to be praying for Tom and and for Kathy in particular as Kathy you know deals with a may hurt Tom and with her mom too so just pray for them and uh how you holding up this week partner well you know my hip is doing a whole, whole lot better but i think because of being up walking it it has compensated on my knee and now my knee is really more of an issue but you're right about praying for Kathy bless her heart she's basically being full-time taking care of her mom and me and certainly those listening out there if you would remember her in prayer that would be awesome yeah we sure will now we are going to move today into a difficult not a difficult topic that's not the right way to say it it's a topic that is a challenge sometimes to talk about and so i need to start today with a disclaimer that we are going to be talking about sex today and if that is not a topic that you are comfortable um, listening to with uh, younger ones around you, uh, this might be a good time to distract them and give them something else to do during our conversation here on the session today. So with that said, we turn to God's Word, Tom, and back into the book of Solomon, appropriately enough. Yes. Scott, in Solomon 2.15, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil and run in the vineyards of love while our vineyards are in blossom. And basically, what what causes you distraction from being able to be close and rev up some of the romance in your marriage? It's very easy to let the little foxes running around get to you. And when they become more of a priority than your marriage partner, that becomes problematic. And someday they'll all be off to school, college, marriage, or whatever. And you're going to be going, who are you to your spouse? <laughs> So on the session today, we're going to dive into how to keep those foxes away and how to maintain a consistency. Now, this is part two of our conversation. We started last week by talking about dating your mate and uh, doing things together and some things about communication. So you can catch up on all that if you missed it on the podcast network at risefmohio.com. We want to start today, Tom, with the idea of sowing importance into yes. your partner. So let's let's kind of unpack that before we dig into the what you call bedroom Olympics. So when we talk about so importance, Scott, each one of these will lead up to a more successful, if we use our word picture, 
gold medal performance in the Olympics. Okay. So it and, begins and with so, the idea of specifically speak your mate's love language. Now, we've touched on this in bits and pieces yeah. before, but we're talking about these are um, uh, Chapman's love languages, right? Yeah, the five love languages. We're talking about touch, time, words of affirmation, actual gifts, and acts of service. If the husbands are German and the, the wives are Spanish, and the Germans are trying very hard to speak German to the Spaniards, it's just not going to work. They want to speak Spanish. And so the more that happens, we have to learn to speak Spanish, and the Spaniards have to learn to speak German. Life gets a whole lot better. It gets a whole lot less complicated if you learn to speak one another's language, and that that's yeah. the key there. When you do that, then your mate's going to respond in a way that you would like preferably with your love language. Yeah. And so doing good things doesn't necessarily require spending a lot of money, which also fits in with the five love languages. I think what, what is money one of the uh, the top things that get in the way of a successful marriage? It ranks pretty high in the reasons why couples come to counseling, probably in the top three. It actually has its roots in being number one because number one, uh, last I looked was communication. Well, it's how do you do you communicate about finances and marriage? And then when you talk about uh, sewing importance, this is so amazing to me when, when I grab the hold of it, that when what Kathy thinks is important, I think is important. Uh, I hear what she says and I make it important to me. She feels important. It, what, what she values, if I value it, she feels valued by me. So what a great opportunity, you know, that it goes both ways. I feel very blessed there. And it, it turns into a, a kind of a, a recycling thing, you know, as you do something uh, that speaks your mate's love language and they speak back in your love language and it becomes a, a snowball thing where you will like, hey, I like that, so let's do that again. And then it comes back to you doing it again. And then this snowball begins of positive things in your relationship and your marriage. And, you know, it, you, it's a great way to build a better marriage. A synergistic relationship. Like, what in the name of heaven and earth is that? It's a relationship. The people in the relationship are actually better people because the relationship has had those impacts when we've been valuing what our mate values or showing importance to our mate feels is important. Then what's really impressive about that is we grow as people. It's a synergistic relationship. And sometimes, as you said, it's not all about spending a lot of money. Sometimes it could be simple as uh, guys picking up your own dirty underwear and putting it in the laundry. When you guys start treating your wives like mom, they tend to start acting like mom. And, and let's just go to say um, that's a major fox in the vineyard. When our wives feel more like mom than they do our spouse, it, it gets pretty funny pretty quickly. And some of the younger couples, I like to have that conversation with them in my office. And I'm like, folding the bathroom towels. You know, I, I didn't know up until we got married. So 470, no, I mean, 47, <laughs> 47 years ago that you could actually fold a towel in thirds. No. So I say this to the, to, to the couple and the wife's like, 
Tom, I don't care if it was folded in half, fourths, or thirds. This wasn't on the bathroom floor. <laughs> you know, given a free, in, in my case, it's foot rubs. Sherry loves uh-huh. a free foot rub. Mm-hmm. You know, a way to just, hey, I'm concerned about how you're feeling. Let me give you a back rub or here's your foot rub. And, and uh, you know, if I find with Sherry that that sows a lot of importance into her. It's feeling loved on their planet in their world, which is, you know, that's speaking Spanish. The German spoke Spanish and it was understood as Spanish. And that was that yeah. that's always a key. Sherry's not all that into this. I will occasionally send her an email with something, but writing a note, you know, an unexpected card in the mail or something like that. Those I was thinking about you are really important. And, you know, Kathy and I have this little quick exchange throughout the day when I'm thinking about her. I think I've shared it before. I text her some of the red hearts. It doesn't take long. And that's what's so important. You know, people go, I I surely don't have time at, at work. And I get, I get it. Maybe there's some people that aren't even allowed to have their cell phones on them at work. So then you might want to think about associating with it as you're pulling into the parking lot before you go in and clock in. That you, you send your your spouse a little note and say, way to go. It, it launches another good one, yeah. And I'll do it on nice. the way home when, I, when I'm about to go. leave because I have a longer drive. So I'll say, hey, on my way. You know, yeah. the party begins in an hour and, uh, you know, Sherry will at least then they know how to play in the evening. So today we're talking about uh, keeping the romance alive here on the session. It's the second part of our series on keeping the romance in our marriage. And we turn, Tom, to uh, the part that is going to be the difficult one to talk about, at least in a way that, you know, we can have it on the air. Uh, we talked yeah. about physical intimacy and appropriately enough at this time, because of the Olympics being on, we call it the bedroom Olympics. <laughs> so we're, we're talking about some information here from Dr. Gottman. And I thought it would be important that we start by identifying who Dr. Gottman is. And Scott, Dr. Gottman is one of the leading researchers on marriage. Very, very well respected throughout the clinical world for his research and teaching in helping um, marriages. A lot of this came from some of his research. Let's just put it this way, it was good. I'm glad he had a lot of material to go through. <laughs> and we are going to cover this in as light a method as possible. We're not gonna dig into deep weeds or deep details, but just some ideas, that, you know, if, if you're feeling kind of stuck in the bedroom, okay, here are some ideas that might help. And it can be as simple as holding hands more often. Which is an, another type of affection. And some writers would say that when they've researched and talked to wives, that when they make the comment, the initiation for the Olympics starts at the breakfast table, it may, basically means all day, where we hold hands all day or we, you know, we do those kinds of things that help them feel important, which also it, it revs them up some. Important there, too, is if it starts throughout the day, then it gives you the opportunity to build some anticipation and build some excitement. So, you know, when we talk about falling into a rut, we have a routine. We always do the routine. Well, yeah, that's great. And I understand. I guess the word picture I would use there is like every time we go out to eat, we always go to Bob Evans. Great restaurant. But, gee, we always get, you know, just a little 
scrambled eggs and we never try some of their more uh, appetizing meals. So the thing, if it is there, it's not wrong. It should be fun and couples should be able to just feel safe in that process and enjoy themselves. So So it could be as simple as getting a steak instead of a pork chop, you know, going on Thursday night instead of Tuesday night, going at lunch on Saturday instead of dinner on Saturday, you know, just simply changing (laughs) routine to make it something like, oh, hey, we haven't done this before. Surprise your mate. Do something that, that they would go, oh, that was really neat. That was a great idea. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. So on the session today, we're talking about keeping the romance alive, and we're talking some about restoring physical intimacy, or what uh, Tom has called the bedroom Olympics, which is appropriate enough right about now. Uh, (laughs) And it it could be, you know, sometimes just simple changes. It doesn't have to be a wholesale uh, redoing of everything. It could just be little extra things like uh, changing the, the day of the week, changing um methods or changing practices the use of i don't know of music and candles i i'm just throwing something out there you know sometimes it's sometimes it's the little extra things you know you've mentioned you know it being a a process you know and sometimes i think for men we forget that in in a woman's world there is a lot more emotion and feeling evolved in that process in the process of the bedroom Olympics and sometimes something that for us is a shorter term process for them can be a day long thing. That's the key. That's speaking Spanish to the Spaniards when we involve it throughout the day, spending a day together when it conveniently works in the schedule. As an example, driving down to Columbus, you know, and maybe doing some shopping, maybe doing going to a movie then, you know, celebrating that and coming home to an exciting evening is, is just so much more meaningful. You know, when we talk about physical intimacy, I have often taught at, at Heritage that there are five primary intimacy cylinders that fire the intimacy engine of marriage. And only one of those five is the bedroom Olympics. You could also think about new opening ceremonies that might be helpful to <laughs> new opening ceremonies maybe a new event yeah it it gives you a whole new perspective on the olympic uniform you know the idea too tom of maybe allowing your partner to determine what events happen when in the bedroom olympics instead of it always being driven by you let let your partner that direction and and then you both win medals at the end, I guess we could say it that way. Um, so, Tom, I know uh, we're, we're dabbling into something that can be, you know, it's a difficult subject to uncover here, but a topic that is certainly something that needs to be discussed. And there are marriages that are struggling with this. And let me just ask you this. It, when it comes to Bedroom Olympics, as we all get older, Assuming that the Olympics happen at the age of 60, like they did when we were 25, is that a realistic expectation? An expectation that they would be the same as when you were 25 and you're 60? Yeah. Let me put it this way. You know you're getting old when your spouse says to you, honey, let's go upstairs and make love. 
and your spouse looks at you and says, it's going to be one or the other. We're <laughs> going upstairs. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, and we always thought there everybody is. retired to Florida just so they could have the trailer somewhere, and they just needed to get rid of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> there is definitely some value in what you, you said there. there. In different seasons of life, frequency could be measured over the years of marriage and what stage of marriage you're in. And as so. marriages go through these changes, you know, sometimes they're harder to deal with than others. And there are mm-hmm. different things that happen within the context of the of a woman's life and a man's life that that can lead to challenges in in intimacy. And sometimes you're just not able to work through them. And sometimes sitting down with a Christian counselor can be beneficial. How can they start a conversation with Tom at Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries? Scott, I can be reached at heritagechristiancounselingministries.com. 